Hey, good Monday morning and welcome to Noah's Window. Hey, how about we have a little fun this week on our Noah's Window and at the same time maybe experience something that will help us in our Christian walk. Uh, the theme for this week is find yourself in the Bible. And what I'm going to challenge you to do is to see if you can find a character in the Bible or characters in the Bible whose personality profile fits your own. And even though, as I said, we're going to have a little fun with this, there is there's a biblical reason for doing this. In the book of 1 Corinthians chapter 10 in the 11th verse, the Bible says, Now these things happen to them as an example, and they are written for our instruction. So in other words, the stories, the characters in the Bible are there as examples to us, and what we see happen in their lives and what God says as he interacts with them, they're there for our instruction. Mary Alice and a lot of the people who've been close to me through the years at New Spring have uh, always said, if you'll give Mark a, a character out of the Bible, he can preach a series. And that's true. I really do love studying the people in the Bible. And I've, I, I've never seen the characters in the Bible in stained glass terms, you know. I, I, I think if you took them to the, the mall or order their clothes on the Internet from today, they would be just like us. So I want to encourage you to find yourself in uh, one person in the Bible, or, or it may take a couple or three characters for you to, to find yourself. And during this week, just as a matter of uh, fun for all of us, Mary Alice and I would love to hear from you uh, as you pick out the character or characters in the Bible that you feel like you resemble. And we would love to hear why uh, you think this character or that character would be uh, typical of a little bit of your personality. That'd be a lot of fun for us, and we would enjoy that and help us get to know you better. And we're always glad to get a response from our viewers on Noah's Window. So uh, let me just file a little flight plan. I'm going to give you this week five of the common character types in the Bible, and we're going to look at the characters that are associated with them. And uh, just uh, as I said as a flight plan, tomorrow I'm going to be talking about the disciplined thinker. On Wednesday, one of my favorite episodes will be The Reluctant But Victorious Warrior. On Thursday, The Faithful Optimist. And on Friday, The Compassionate Need Meter. So uh, you may see yourself in one of these, but there are so many uh, personality profiles in the Bible. And, and you may not see yourself in one of these, um, or you may see yourself as uh, maybe even a couple of these. But today... Um, <laughs> With your patience, I'm going to talk about the category that I find myself in, and for lack of a better designation, we'll just call this personality profile bright colors. You know, when I was a kid in elementary school, we used to have wax Crayolas, and uh, if you grew up in my area, you'll remember that, you know, there were the Crayola sets that had 24 different colors, and then there was the one that had 64 different colors, and they were very creative in their designations for what those colors were but in the first grade i remember we got a box of crayolas with eight and they were big and, and thick and they were all bright colors i think they were the colors of the spectrum plus black and uh, when i think about my own personality type i often think about it as that big box of wax crayolas with just eight colors and uh, all those colors are bright when I uh, look to find myself in the Bible, I, I tend to see myself in the, um, with the characters of Elijah and Peter, uh, maybe with a little bit of Martha <laughs> mixed in, because uh, I tend to see the world in very bright colors. When I'm up, nobody's higher. When I'm down, 
nobody's lower. I remember <clears throat> 10 years ago when I went through kind of a breakdown and a long story short, and you guys have probably heard me talk about this if you've been at New Spring for a while, but one of the one of the experts who really helped me was a Christian psychiatrist who specialized in ADD. And I'd, I'd known that I had ADD, attention deficit disorder. I joked about it, but I don't think I understood that I was probably one of the most ADD people that even the experts had seen. But in, in closing up that encounter that I had with that expert who helped me so much, that, that wonderful Christian doctor, he, uh, he, he said, uh, if you were to see yourself in the Bible, who would you see yourself as? And very quickly, I thought of Elijah and then Simon Peter, and he nodded his head. One of the things about this personality um, cocktail is that it has uncommon strength and uncommon weakness and oftentimes in the same area. When I look at Elijah and Peter and myself, I see courage at strange times and fear at strange times. Now, let's take Elijah for just a moment. He was a bold spokesman for God. And for him, if, if there was a message from God to deliver it, he was gonna deliver it with everything that he had. And God used him. He was an exciting character and God did wonderful miracles through his ministry. And courageous he was. You may remember the story of the time when Israel was caught in between idolatry and the worship of God. And Elijah stood on Mount Carmel and he said, look, there's no sense vacillating back and forth. If God is God, let's serve him. If God's not God, let's forget about him and serve Baal. And that story is amazing how that Elijah stood there, the only prophet of God on one side, and 850 prophets and, and, and priests of Baal on the other side. And Elijah said, we're going to set up an altar and we're going to pray. You're going to pray to your God. I'm going to pray to Jehovah God. And the God that sends down fire from heaven, that's the true God. Wow, that took a lot of courage. I mean, to be alone there and to say, if God is God, then God's going to answer by fire. That's a lot of courage. And then you know the rest of the story. If, you, if you've studied this, you know that God did send down fire and it was a great victory for Elijah. But then a few hours later, he gets word that Jezebel, the wicked queen of Israel, is threatening to kill him. And then all of a sudden he runs for his life like a, a scared coward. And we see the same thing with Peter. You know, Peter was bold. I mean, when Jesus was leading the disciples, Peter was always the first one to speak up and say, Hey, hey, Jesus, I'm ready. The others may abandon you, but I'm going to stay with you. And to his credit, he followed Jesus even to the place where the trial was being held when the other disciples had run. So he was courageous. But then we all know what happened when the young woman said to Peter, aren't you with him? And then, of course, you know, his anxiety took over and he denied the Lord so it is interesting when you have this personality type, it's bright colors, it's moments of great strength and yet moments of great weakness. And oftentimes both of those moments can come in the area of courage and anxiety. So if you have that personality profile, uh, let me just talk about what I feel like our greatest need is. Um, one need is for just to stop and take time with God. Oftentimes, if you're one of those high-intensity, high-revving uh, personalities that's very bold and bright colors, sometimes we're so busy doing those great things that we're doing, often for God and often for good, that it's a challenge for us to just stop and be still and take time to listen to God. So I, I would say if you have that personality profile like I do of Elijah and Peter, it's important to stop 
And then it's also very important to be honest with God. You know, in all three cases, Elijah's, Peter's, and mine, it took a crash for us to be honest with God about the weaknesses that are in our life. I'd known all my life that I dealt with anxiety, but it was like I was running just ahead of it. But when I had that crash, I had to be honest with God about what was really going on in my heart. God knew it all along, but Elijah had to have that moment. If you study the life of Elijah, you know, when he was running away from Jezebel, uh, he just finally had a collapse. And it was in that collapse that he really took time to understand what God's purpose and vision was for his life. With Peter, when he denied the Lord, he had a crash. But during that moment, it was like he came face to face with not only his strengths, but his weaknesses. And we all know that God used both Elijah and Peter greatly after that, they had that time alone with God and that time of being honest with God about their failures. You know, for all of us who have that type A, hard-driven, high-intensity personality, and oftentimes it comes with a wonderful gift package that God gives us to make a difference and change the world, I think it's critical for us let me just talk to all my sisters and brothers who have this personality type. It is so critical for us to remember that God loves us for who we are and not what we do. We are so performance driven and oftentimes through the gift package that God has given us, we've experienced some enormous successes. But along with that and with our anxiety can become the fear that we have to just run a little bit ahead of the hounds. So critical for us to remember that God loves us for who we are and not what we do. I had a really beautiful moment of confirmation of that. It's been several years ago. In fact, it was the week that Mary Alice's mother died. And um, when we got word that Mary Alice's mother had passed, unfortunately, Mary Alice had, had some time in, in Texas with her mom in the previous weeks, but she was exhausted. And I remember we just looked at each other and you didn't really know what to do. The funeral was going to be like almost a week away. We just said, let's just get in the car and go to Texas. And for a few days, we just, I don't know, we just sort of walked around the town. We just kind of rested. And uh, there was a weekend in between the time that we traveled to Texas and when I was going to preach Mary Alice's mother's funeral. And we went to a church that we have a lot of respect for there. It's a great church in the Metroplex. And uh, we were there for one of the Saturday services. And I gotta be honest with you, and it was just a time of exhaustion and so much was going on. It was a time of you know, ministry enhancement at New Spring and Mary Alice especially was neck deep in that. I, I will never forget the morning of her mom's funeral. Um, I was getting ready to preach and Mary Alice was just sitting on the bed working on just this major transition that she was leading at New Spring. So it was during a season of, of difficulty and just exhaustion. We had gone to this church and uh, when the service was over, it was a great service. When the service was over, Mary Alice and I were walking out and you know how it is when you're in a church that you don't know all that well, you're trying to find your way around, find your way out. And it was a very large church, probably several times the size of New Spring. Uh, we were walking out and, and uh, a beautiful young African-American girl um, by herself walked past me. Um, she, we just kind of passed in the hall and I could see her out of my peripheral vision. She stopped and then turned around and came back 
toward me, and I could tell that she was going to say something to me. And so sweetly and humbly, she said, Sir, I'm sorry to trouble you, but would it be okay if I said something to you? And I said, well, sure. And here were her words. She said, as I walked past you, God told me that you were a person who, and these are her words, not mine, because I don't feel this way. She said, God told me that you were an important person. But she said, I felt God telling me to tell you. He loves you for not what you do, but he loves you for who you are. That was a beautiful confirmation. And I think for everyone who has these bright colors, <laughs> these enormous gift package, and sometimes corresponding weakness in the same area, same areas, it's important for us to stop and take time to listen to God. And it's so important for us to be honest with God about our failures and not run from them. You know, it wasn't, it wasn't Jezebel who was chasing Elijah. It wasn't the crowd around the fire who was chasing Peter. It was Elijah chasing Elijah. He was running from his own weakness. So important for us to get honest with God about our struggles and then to remember God loves us, not for what we accomplish, but for who we are. So today we'll start with that. Tomorrow, I'm going to pull another character, a couple of characters from the Bible, and we're going to be talking about the disciplined thinker. So if that's your gift package, don't forget to check in with us tomorrow. God bless you. Let's pray. Lord, I pray that you'll help us all. You have made us the way you wanted us. And it's so amazing, Lord, to think about our capabilities when we use our strengths for you and we're honest with you about our challenges and weaknesses. Now, Lord, help everyone today who's listening to Noah's window. And we'll pray this in the name of Jesus, our Savior. Amen. Well, thanks for joining us on this Monday edition of Noah's window. I'll be back tomorrow, God willing.